Welcome to the ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie, who both have one-year-old boys. The ABCs of Matrescence was born from our desire to invite others into our intimate conversations about unfiltered motherhood and to provide abundant information and resources in order to support women during the pivotal life transition that is Matrescence. Our podcast touches on all aspects of Matrescence, from conception and pregnancy to parenting and beyond. Thanks for joining us as we chat all things real motherhood, from A to Z and the crazy in between. So welcome. We appreciate y'all being here. We are just going to do a fun little teaser episode, get to know us kind of thing today. Um, we just really would like to have the opportunity to chat with everybody and me and Mackenzie actually met via an online chat group, um, something called no period. Now what, which we will get much, much, much more in depth into later on, but we met over, um, chit chat because of baby sleep problems, which I'm pretty sure everybody can relate to if you have a baby that is of course. Um, and yeah, so we started chatting and we've gotten to know each other since I guess last April and just decided to share kind of our conversations on, on motherhood and on career and life and just all the changes we're going through in this time. So we are really excited to chat with y'all, chat with each other and hopefully get some guests on at some point. And yeah, we're excited. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really neat. I think we both realized that we were sharing all of the aspects of our day-to-day lives, what was going on. And then it was like, wait a second, like what would happen if we started kind of pulling other voices and other people into this conversation? Because there were so many moments when, I don't know, I mean, I felt like we were both like, wow, like you're feeling that way, I'm feeling that way. Are you experiencing this? I'm experiencing this. And there was just a lot of solidarity in that. And there's just something really unique about pulling other voices into the conversation about about matrescence, about motherhood. So... Absolutely. And I think as new moms, you don't really know what's what's normal. At least I, I sure didn't. Maybe other people did, but I certainly didn't know <laughs> didn't what either. was normal. Heck no. Yeah. So I didn't know that other people's babies were also waking up every 90 minutes. I thought, hey, it's just mine. What am I doing wrong? Or what, why, why is my baby broken? Where's my return policy? So, you know, it's really comforting to connect with other people. And so when we realized like, so many other women feel this way and feel a little isolated and just having these conversations openly of the good, the bad, the otherwise, um, you know, is really important. It really has added a lot of value to my life. And so we just want to bring others into that conversation. Absolutely. And I think that the more that I found myself opening up with, with you about it, I found myself feeling more and more comfortable opening up in general about what I was experiencing with other friends who are either moms or, or not moms. Um, and, and I just found that it was pretty remarkable how much other people had to contribute, even if before it would have been just a superficial conversation like, hey, how are you? How's the baby? And then they pause where they expect you to just, you know, smile and melt. And really you're like, I'm running on three hours of sleep and we're out of coffee and, you know, it's not that great. <laughs> but when you're actually, when I actually took the moment to say, to be honest, you know, I, I love him to pieces, but I really am a little sleep deprived. You know, it's been really tough. My husband's been busy a lot and blah, blah, blah. Then I found that, you know, kind of the walls would break down a little bit and people would be a bit more willing to to engage in, in less than just a superficial level, which is refreshing, you know, because so much oh. can be just so, I don't know, I, I like to call it like baby shower talk, you know, like, 
when you you know give advice nap when the baby's napping like you oh know it's gosh. like there's just I, so much if one of more that, person you know? said that to me like goodness <laughs> gracious that is not the reality of the situation nope not at so, all especially when the baby's napping on you <laughs> yeah yeah and that that well as y'all will probably hear that is that was my life for like three or four months so yep. yeah oh babies oh babies yep and now both of ours are actually sleeping so i know we're actually was we're able to put them to bed and I think relatively easily tonight. No, yeah, no drama, no drama, no problems. Nope. I you know pour pour a glass of wine and hopefully have a semi adult conversation. So yeah, all about our goal. kids, of course. But you know. <laughs> exactly, that's that's always like it's like you know the baby goes to bed and what do you do? You lay in bed and look at pictures of the baby. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Me and my husband do that all yep. the time. Almost oh, every what night, my today. Like, yeah, so which cute. pictures? <laughs> Oh my gosh. We get an hour before I'm like, ah, oh, can't this kid go to bed? <laughs> exactly. So yep. Oh, parenthood. Yep. That's just the way it is. It's wild. Um, so we also wanted to just share a quick word about matrescence and our name. So we are the ABCs of matrescence and I stumbled across the name, um, through a, actually through a podcast called La Matrescence, which is a French podcast that I, um, I've become a, a very big fan of. And I, I learned more about the term through that podcast. And matrescence is the combination of maternity and adolescence. And it's basically the becoming of a mother. And the whole process of what it means to enter into motherhood and how it really is not just a simple change, but rather a really complex one that involves both psychological, physical, and emotional aspects. So, you know, I remember, you know, Em and I were speaking about this, sharing about this, and it was like, wow, this is exactly what we are experiencing, like the full 360 degrees of exactly what, what matrescence is and what that experience is like. So when we started, you know, fleshing out ideas of, hmm, should we do, you know, a podcast, we want to do this, thinking about titles, the idea of the ABCs really fit for both of us because it covers a lot of aspects of motherhood from A to Z, essentially, and then it allows us to get a little bit more deeper into this concept of matrescence. And to learn a little bit more about really what what truly is this process of becoming a mother. It's not so simple as fulfilling all the items on your registry and then taking home a bundle of joy and then raising that aforementioned bundle of joy. There's oh, really that a, would be so nice, though. <laughs> that would be the really instruction nice. manual and everything that comes with the cute little bundle of joy. Oh my gosh, I remember like we we left the hospital. It was like well, you know, the standard you know two nights I think later, three days later. And uh, we're going through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru because, of course, I was starving because, you know, well, I'm still always starving. starving. But, yeah, that's true. But at, at the time, it was extra starving. And uh, the baby's in the backseat screaming his head off. And, I'm, you know, I'm ordering, like, maybe five different items on the menu. And it's just, like, had I, had I known that motherhood was going to be that wild, you know, like, here we are. Like, let's just get Chick-fil-A, like, 48 hours postpartum. And, yep, and the baby's screaming in the backseat. And here we go. Let's let's just launch this this whole experience. So, I just it's remember a, leaving the hospital and I was just like, we're trying to put this tiny little new thing in the car seat. And we're both like, they're really just going to let us leave? Like, they're, they're <laughs> going to let us take him home? It, mm, something seems off about this. I don't know if we're quite ready for that. I know. The guy The guy did put more focus and attention, the valet at the at the hospital, uh, like when we left, left out through the front part. He put more focus and attention on, is the car seat fully installed, than oh, anybody gosh. else did on, do you know how to care for the baby? Which nobody so even wild. checked our car seat like nobody we were even asking we're like is is, is anybody around to make sure we did this right because we were questioning ourselves even though we checked it a billion times and everybody's like oh you're good y'all just go ahead and get out of here you're discharged we're like um all right <laughs> well thanks it's been real yeah 
I just, they really send you on your way, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's definitely been such a journey and it, it's so cliche. It's, it's interesting. I have a coworker that is pregnant. Hi, Jenna. Um, that's pregnant right now. And I want to say all these things to her that I just remember people telling me when I was pregnant, because they're like, you have this expectation of what being a mother is going to be like. And everybody says like, oh, you can't really explain it until you experience it. And it's so true because I want mm -hmm. to tell her of all the crazy nights and all the emotional ups and downs and all the things, but you really can't understand it until you go through it. And that's why this has definitely been such a journey and why the word matrescence really just connected with us both, I think. Yeah, that's that's really well said. It's so true. There's, there's truly nothing that can prepare you for it. And you know, there, and there's a lot to be said about educating yourself on certain topics, but there's also a lot, a lot, a lot of, if you will, white noise in the background. We'll talk more about white noise, actually. Oh, in, in the, yeah. white definitely noise, on our yes, list. You definitely want white noise. No, but there's, there's a lot of, I guess you could say, peripheral noise about so many different topics. And when you really flesh them out, there are, there are truly some helpful resources. There's some, there are some helpful articles. There's helpful you know, Instagram accounts, there's really a lot of stuff out there that can really support a new mother um, or a mother in, in any step of the process or someone, you know, working through the the experience of conception or infertility, et cetera. And I think that was also one of our goals, too, is to say, you know, we've we've come across some phenomenal resources and we would love for other moms to be aware of them. Like before I got pregnant, I did not know who taking care of babies was. I did not oh know kellymom.com. I did not know about the amazing weighted straw in the munchkin cup. <laughs> I mean, and these are like now celebrities to us. Like if you're oh in like gosh. a mom forum, everybody, you know, everybody yes. just puts TCB for taking care of babies because I mean, obviously you know who that is. It's amazing how, yeah, it's just, it's whole different world, whole world you step into. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Whole new language and yeah so well Emma why don't you tell us a little more about yourself yeah so just a quick you know we're obviously y'all will get to know us over the episode so we're not going to get too in-depth for this first little teaser um, but we do just want to introduce ourselves so you know who the heck we are so my name is obviously Emma I am 33 um, yeah that's right. It's really sad. I truly do forget sometimes how old I am. I often want to jump ahead to the next year because I'm like, well, I'm about to be 34. And so, yeah, anyway, confuse myself. Um, so I currently live in Savannah. Um, I'm from the Atlanta area in Georgia, that is. Um, I have been in Savannah, gosh, I guess it's been around eight years. And that's always throws me off to say that because I moved here on a very, on, on a whim. It was no planning in, uh, in the process. And I had no intention to stay here, and I joined a run group for the year I was planning to be here, and I ran, literally, haha, <laughs> funny, into my husband, and we ran many miles together. We did marathons and half marathons and all that jazz, and basically we have been together ever since. So that was about eight years ago. Um, we got married about five. We just celebrated our fifth year anniversary, which... We really had planned it was going to be in Italy. That was our five-year anniversary gift to each other, and instead we had a baby. So, tis life. Um, Maybe you could take the baby to Italy in a, in a few that's years. That's the dream one day, but yeah. Actually, I, th I think the dream is to leave the baby with the grandparents and <laughs> yeah, then I was gonna maybe say, take a trip to Italy. My, 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 yeah. my traveling with baby advice does not yet extend across the oceans. <laughs> I cannot fathom a flight uh, to Italy with a baby so yep. yeah yep. sorry sorry bud you might you might be staying home on that one so um so we were married for 
three years before we decided to start trying. Um, fun fact, when we got married, we both agreed we were not having kids. And then I turned 30 and hmm, surprise, that changed. So, um, but we were married for about three years before we decided to start trying. Um, it took us about a year and a half to get pregnant, which we will definitely get into. That will be many, many episodes worth of information. Um, and then we had little Owen. So Owen just turned a year, like two weeks ago, which I'm still a little, um, choked up about it's just really strange how quickly times pass um I really do feel like it was just yesterday that I found out I was pregnant or we were trying to get pregnant and all that so and now I have a one-year-old so he's like a little toddler stepping around these days um we chose the name Owen actually really unexpectedly it was one that stuck out in my mind probably the third trimester and I don't even know why actually I have a one of my best childhood friends that her brother's name is Owen and so it was kind of when I'd see it, I was like, oh, I know a no, and I can't use that name. And so, fun fact, we actually had a different name picked out, and that was the plan when we got to the hospital. We had been using it out loud for weeks and weeks and weeks, um, it, and we were waiting to tell anybody till we actually had him. That was going to be our fun surprise, and as soon as he came out, um, I said, so is this Benjamin? That was the name we were going to use, and my husband said, I don't think so. I actually think it's Owen. And so it was just kind of perfect, Aww. actually. Yeah, it was actually really sweet because it was the name I had preferred. And I had mentioned it a few times. And he was like, eh, I don't know. It's not really my favorite. So picking a name, that's a whole whole different thing. Um, and yeah, so pre-baby, this was a fun, fun question we decided to discuss was <laughs> how many kids did we want pre-baby? And how many do we want now? <laughs> Um, depends on the day Ask, depends yes. on the day yeah. or the moment yeah. or the hour or the moment the hour it, it can go back and forth as, as you know if you have a baby one minute you're like oh my gosh I can't do this I'm never having another kid and the next you're like oh babies this is so, so beautiful <laughs> oh yeah yeah I don't know if it's hormones or just insanity but um anyway pre <laughs> pre babies well as I said I originally said I did not want kids and then when we decided to have kids, we always said two. Um, we kind of didn't want only child. We always had siblings. We grew up with siblings, and so we really wanted two. And I still say two now, um, just not anytime soon. Ask me. I always tell people, ask me in another year when I'm sleeping, you know, more than a few hours in a row. Okay, he sleeps better than that now, but not a lot better some nights. And I'm not nursing, which I'm still currently doing with my one-year-old. So that is a little bit about me. How about you, Mackenzie? So uh, I'm Mackenzie and I'm 34 and I'm actually living in Rhode Island with my husband, which is kind of wild. It's a, a very random place to live, I suppose, especially because I'm from Arizona. So when people find out that I'm from Arizona living in Rhode Island, it's just a little bit on the, wait, what? Why are you out there? It's a tiny state. And it is indeed a tiny state. Um, I'm out here um, with my husband for his medical residency. So we moved out here in the summer of 2016. Um, we were engaged. And then we got married that fall, actually here in Newport, in Newport, Rhode Island. And we just celebrated our third wedding anniversary. So it was interesting um, coming out here was as a result of the residency match process is how we ended up here in, in Rhode Island. And we've really grown to like it a lot. I think the seasons are very charming. We haven't had that much snow this winter, which is surprising, hardly any at all. Um, but in general, it's just, uh, it's nice. People, once you get to know them, are, are pretty kind and definitely a little bit different than Arizona in terms of weather and sunshine and smiles. People are a lot more smiley out west. But overall, it's it's treated us well. 
and it's been so out. fun too to hear the uh, temperature differences in between when, when me and Mackenzie oh talk. Yeah. Like today in Savannah, it's February and it's eighty degrees. I was wearing shorts, so yeah. Oh my gosh, I should have taken a picture and sent it to you of us bundled up on our walk this afternoon. Like we were both, we were both had gloves, hats, jackets. We were fully zipped all the way. Like I had a blanket over Emerson's legs, booties, socks. I mean, it was the whole thing. Oh my thing. gosh, it's so yeah. funny, so different. It is wild, but it's it's a nice place to live. It's interesting. Um, my husband and I met in Arizona, actually at a wedding. One of my very best friends got married. Hi, Jules. And Aww, uh, she so married um, her husband, Kenny, who is one of my husband's very good friends. And we were both bridesmaids and groomsmen, respectively. I was a bridesmaid. He was a groomsman. And we met outside the church, um, actually, after the wedding ceremony, because he wasn't able to be there at the rehearsal dinner because he had an exam for, at the time, medical school. And we got to talking, and there you go. So, oh, that's so sweet. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's fun. It, it was a it was a fun story, and um, yep. So we we were engaged um, about a little over a year later, and then married nine months after that. And then we, my husband, always wanted to have children. I wasn't so sure I wanted to have children before meeting him. But then once I met him and we started creating our relationship and, and moved towards marriage, I knew that for him, children were very important. So it, I guess it kind of opened me up a little bit more to the idea. And then when we got married, we were open to it um, almost right away. Um, but it did take a very similar to, to you. It took us a year and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly a year and a half, in fact, um, in order for, for me to get pregnant. And definitely what we'll delve into more because... Uh, yeah, that'll be a... Yeah. Whole, whole topic, topic. conversation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, we have Emerson, and Emerson's birthday is tomorrow, so I almost have Aww. a one-year-old. It is a weird feeling. Like, I definitely feel you on the nostalgia. Like, it's just, like, it's crazy that this time one year ago, I was, like, feeling major contractions and, like, about to head to the hospital. We went to the hospital around what would have been, like, 1.30 a.m., so, like, four and a half hours from, from now, and that's just what a time of day? What, what was his birth time? Um, 8.59, so he was born. Oh, we, I checked into the hospital, like, at 1.30, and then he was born, okay. yeah, pretty, I mean, relatively quickly, I guess, all things considered, yeah. so. We'll have to get into birth stories later. This will be fun to share. Yeah, that's, because everyone's is just so unique, and you have in your mind how you think it'll be, and it's never, never the reality. No. So, like all of motherhood. <laughs> yes, exactly. You have in your head, like, this is how it's going to be. And then the baby's like, actually, no. Like, this afternoon, I was going to do 50,000 things. And Emerson was like, I'm going to sleep for 30 minutes only. Thanks. Um, so we picked the name Emerson because when my husband, he's um, originally from, was born in Vietnam. And he came over here um, at age eight and a half. And uh, he has three other siblings. And he and his siblings were taken, I guess, under the wing of a woman by the name of Sandy Emerson, who was a, you know, a wonderful nurturing woman and also a teacher, an English teacher. And she just really, I think, just felt felt a love for my husband and his siblings. And she and her husband really invited them into their lives and into their home and taught them a lot of things about basically being American, I guess you could say, you know, playing board games, making s'mores, camping, etc. And um, it just is, I think my favorite story is my husband said they, they taught him the game of BS, but they didn't want to teach the kids what the word BS meant. So I think they, I think they told, taught them something like, um, oh, darn it, or something. Like that was like the title of the game. So one time, two years later, my husband was trying to play the game with friends, and they were explaining to him about the game BS. And he's like, oh, no, that's not BS. That's oh, darn it. <laughs> so it's just kind of wonderful. That's but very he, cute. He kept a very close relationship with them, and both of us um, just felt like it would be a neat ode to, to them 
um, and to the role that they played in in supporting my husband and his family when they first came over from Vietnam and honoring that aspect of my husband's life and, and history was important to both of us. And then the middle name is after my father, so Emerson Scott. So that's how we got that. Oh, that's cute. And how many kids pre? I guess, I guess I would have said two or three. And then what, what did I tell you? Was it like six months ago when I told you? <laughs> this summer I wanted to, wait, what did I tell you? It was something yeah. very wild. Oh, yeah, you said, yeah, by the summer. You, <laughs> the you were summer. talking about wanting to wean, and you're like, well, I really want to wean by the time he's one so we can go ahead and start trying again. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah? And yeah. here we are. Here we are still still mm-hmm. full full speed ahead with the breastfeeding, nursing, oh, yeah. goodness, yeah. six yeah. to seven times a day. So we're, yeah. we're really gonna have definitely kindergartner on... <laughs> still attached to the boob at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's how it feels, right? He's so big. Oh, I felt goodness. like when we were on the airplane – Last week that I needed to like have a disclaimer so that people weren't judging me. I wanted to be like, he's not two. He's just large. <laughs> he sh- he's very long. Well, just... you have a very long baby. I have a very short baby. So difference yes, but, there. But I think that just in general though, like both boys being so active and so rambunctious and so like the thought of putting them, like they do obviously oh, soften yeah. up and they want to cuddle with us when it's nursing time. But otherwise, sometimes it's hard to imagine that they can even well, slow down. Well, it's very you know? different than nursing an infant for sure. So Yeah, very true. So, but now, I mean, I do have days when I'm like, I just can't imagine loving another being as much as I love Emerson. So it's strange to imagine having a second child, but perhaps every mother experiences this. And we're going to have fun with this topic because I look forward to when we, you know, have guests and we get to chat with mamas who have more than one kiddo and and learn a little bit more about what that experience was like bringing a second into their, into their family, you know? So, yeah. So yeah, I guess I would say that I'm open um, to another, but... Triplets it is. <laughs> uh, maybe just one. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, a couple of things so, we wanted to, to share, too, were, uh, I guess, kind of more like right off the top of our heads, but um, what we thought was the hardest part of motherhood so far. Do you so know for me, yours is? Yeah, yeah. I, I do, definitely. Like, it, it's without question, unfortunately. Our first few months were very hard. You know, I had this, like, idea of what that infant stage was. And I knew, like, babies didn't sleep and babies cried and all that. But Owen was a quote-unquote colicky baby. And we'll get into that more later because I I think there were some reasons behind it medically. And, heck, some of probably us just not knowing what the heck we were doing. But those first, those infant days were not our, our faves. And, obviously, there's a ton of emotion now behind that and woulda coulda shoulda and all those kind of things but those first three months for us he was a super fussy baby and there was just a lot of a lot of tears all the way around from everybody mom dad probably the dogs too everybody so (laughs) that that time period was definitely our our roughest um how about you um gosh I would say it's kind of a for me it's it's a tie between just the breastfeeding journey because while Emerson has only ever had uh, had breast milk, I, I never did um, have to supplement. And I realized perhaps for a lot of women, the challenge with breastfeeding would be that making the decision to supplement, for example. Um, but I felt like with, with breastfeeding with Emerson, the challenge was just trying to kind of manage 
basically what my body was producing, what he was eating, and then also just kind of on and off like nipple pain. Sorry, maybe a little yeah. TMI for, for a teaser episode here. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to get very yeah. TMI. So just just yeah. welcome to the podcast, guys. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the podcast. Nipple yeah, pain. Yeah. Hello. Sorry. Hashtag if nipple, nipple pain is the worst we say this episode, that's pretty mild. <laughs> that's actually that's actually true. It's pretty mild. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I would just say kind of dealing with that. I went to a lactation um, consultant um, on three different occasions. Um, even as late as when he was five months old. And actually just about three weeks ago, I got off the phone with, uh, with the same lactation consultant group kind of available through the hospital just for some advice on where we're transitioning now with obviously more solid food and a little less nursing, et cetera. So I would say that that's just been kind of an ongoing thing, if you will. Like it's always, mm-hmm. there's always something related to, to nursing that I'm, that I'm working through. Um, and then I would say the other thing has just been truly – I guess, mentally adjusting to what it means to have such a different life now. Like the fact that free time and me time and I'm sorry, you said free time? What? What? What I don't know what that is. Yeah, no, I don't know what that is. I guess we have free time right now. Yeah, you're right. We're enjoying our free time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Very free, very free time. Yeah. No, but I I would say like that's, that's been the hardest thing for me is that, you know, before, you know, you just are able to make use of your time pretty selfishly and it just changes so drastically having having a baby and then the baby has the mind of their own right so like even this afternoon I had exactly literally I had 75 nap minutes of things planned to do today I mean I had a list and 30 minutes into the nap you know and then of course I let him cry a little because I know he still was tired but how long can you really keep being productive when your baby's like you know bawling his eyes out in the background you know so it's yeah yeah, those are those are probably my two uh for the for the hardest Awesome. What for you? What's been the most rewarding part? What'd you say? The most rewarding part, honestly, I think the most rewarding part is the perspective that I have now, um, after having a whole year with him. Like I'm literally amazed that one year ago, he didn't recognize me. And obviously, I'm talking very initial beginning, but you know, didn't recognize you know me from anybody else, right? They 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 don't do anything but sleep or lay in your arms or sob or poop and you know, they're just, they're very like, they're not even animated, you know, they, they don't really interact there. And then it's like week by week by week, it literally layers on so many things, interactions, physical changes, awareness, um, emotions, uh, gestures, like it's, it's every single week, I find myself more and more amazed at, at him and what he's doing. And I know that this is probably something every mom shares, you know, it's not like he's doing anything you know, remarkable. He has not started studying for his MCATs yet. I'm a little disappointed, what? but I know he's a little behind. Just, just saying. I know. I'm just. We're disappointed. We're, we're, yeah. we're seeking out an OT. Yeah. You know, we're just gonna get into Definitely. that a little bit Definitely. more. But, mm-hmm. but I would say that's the most rewarding is, is, is being able to look back and say, wow, like, you know, this is, this is pretty incredible. This is. He's a little person now. He has a little personality. He has his desires. I think he has and- a big personality. <laughs> he, he does. He's like Owen. They have such big personalities. <laughs> hey, big, big feelings, our boys. We have boys with big feelings. Big, big feelings. Yeah. What about for you? I would just say that bond with him is like nothing I could have ever experienced. I know, you know, people told me about the love that you have for your child is is so different. And it, it truly is so true that cliche I don't remember there's some celebrity that said it but it's like your heart is you know outside of your body and it it really is true that that love I have for Owen even uh, 
And I think that's the thing. It's just all the emotions are so heightened. But even on the nights that he did cry, just, I mean, hours and hours and hours, there's just still this deep attachment. And it's just gotten stronger and stronger, as you said, as they, they grow. And now they have these little personalities. I mean, he's just like my best buddy and this little person that just the thought of anything ever happening to him, you know. Mm-hmm. outside of you know okay yeah you need to cry because you need to go to sleep but outside of those tears you know anything ever happening to him just you know just physically makes you just tense up and so want to do anything in the world for him and I did not truly understand what that bond would feel like and you know it just just makes you a different it's made me a different person that I didn't really know was possible that's so well said. I was I was reflecting today. Emerson was nursing. It was just a kind of a cute, quiet moment. And I was thinking, I don't know why the thought just struck me all of a sudden, like, what will I do one day when he comes home from school and he tells me that someone was mean to him? Like, oh I know that's so random, but it literally, like, I actually felt my heart ache. And I'm sitting there holding my one-year-old. He's not going to school yet. You know what I mean? And this, yeah. it was this powerful feeling all of a sudden. Very random, too. I'm not sure why I thought that. But it's like just the thought of, of any harm coming to him that exactly mm-hmm. like you said, not, not with sleep, notwithstanding, because yeah. sometimes they need a, just to shed a few tears, but a few tears, that's the way it goes. But yeah, but no, it, it just that, yeah. And that, that's just that love that, you know, it's just, it's incredible. It's, it's so huge. Yep. And it kind of takes over everything. It's, it's amazing and it's exhausting and it's so many, so many big feelings for everybody. That's all I'll say. Yeah, maybe we're the ones with big feelings sometimes too. My husband well, might agree. At least with we that. know where they get them from. So true. Hey, yeah. Hey, that helps. Yep. Awesome. So we were gonna just finish off our episode today by just doing kind of a little fun. Would you rather just kind of share just a few of our just preferences, just kind of off the top of our heads, and they're kind of fun because. As you're listening to it, you can probably think, hmm, this is what I pick. Those are always fun to do because you can you can imagine what, what your choice would be. But uh, oh, yeah. all right, beach or mountains? Mountains for sure. Beach for me. No, I live by the beach. No, thank you. Hard pass. <laughs> That's okay. No sand. No sand for you. Um, no sand. Beer or wine? Since I'm sitting here drinking a lovely glass of Cabernet, definitely wine. I'm with you on the wine. I mean, occasionally a beer is fun, but I would default to wine for sure. Yeah. Um, all boy babies or all girl babies? Well, it's too oh. late for all girls. <laughs> too late. But even before, before I had one, I would definitely go all boys. I'm, I'm a, I grew up, I guess, around boys a little bit more, and I know that world a little bit more. Girls scare me a little bit. So sorry. Yeah. So I, I actually was, was really thinking in my mind, like I'm going to have a girl. It's going to be a girl. I would love to have a girl. And, um, and then of course Emerson's a boy, and I, I couldn't love him more. So it's kind of strange that I even had that thought. But yeah. No, I, yep. I guess, but now I'm thinking maybe if I have another, it would just be a boy. So who knows? Uh, you, yeah. It's better to play in that way, I feel like, at least. So I would hate to be disappointed, I guess, by having a girl. So yeah. either way, it'll be all good. So, All right. Morning or night person? Oh, I'm a morning person. Ask my you husband are. how annoying I am first thing in the morning. I'll pop up at 5. Well, <laughs> okay, pre-baby, I popped up at 5 a.m. Like, hey, how's it going? What are you doing? How are you feeling today? And it's, yeah. I'm a little over the top in the morning. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm. I guess I would say more night, but I don't stay up late. So yeah, just kind of yeah. just kind of depends. But you're very you're very seize the day in the mornings, and I tend yeah. to be like I'll sleep as late as Emerson will let me. Yeah, I which crash is like and burn in the evening. So. <laughs> I was like, you get till five forty five some days. Winning. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, would you rather give up coffee or wine? This is a really tough one. I. 
see and i wrote the question and i want to say neither i would probably i can't believe i'm saying this but i'd probably give up wine before i'd give up coffee same i was actually gonna say i can't believe i'm gonna say this but that is the Mm -hmm. truth yep tough one yep um sweet or savory so funny a year ago i would have said savory but since having a baby i don't know i'm gonna go with sweet oh my gosh literally that's my exact response I craved Mm -hmm. zero sweets during my pregnancy I wanted all the meat I wanted all the seasonings all the veggies and then I should say all the veggies after the first trimester first trimester I wanted all the carbs um but then yeah but now it's like once he was born it was like he came out and my sweet tooth came roaring back in that's so funny I know they like there's old wives tales about like if you're craving sweet stuff you're having a girl because girls Mm. are sweet and if you're craving savory stuff, you're having a boy. And I did have a major sweet aversion until the third trimester. So I did too. I literally like, usually mm-hmm. it was like a sweet every night. I like, I mean, half hour ago, I was having a cookie for example. And, but no, I, I mean, when I was pregnant, just did not even interest me at all. It's wild. Yep. Same. Red or white wine. Red. Red, me too, red. red. I'm red. drinking white tonight, but that's. The only household option at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking my classy box of wine that I bought today. So, yeah, definitely red. Red, cool. Uh, group or solo workout? Solo. That is my my personal time. I actually am not a big group, group fitness person. I would go with group, which is kind of interesting because sometimes it's nice to take a solo walk or something. But, uh, but yeah, group yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this next one. Crunchy or smooth nut butter? Mm. It's really tough because I do actually like both. I, I don't hate on one or the other. But if I could only ever have one, I would probably go with Smooth. I would too. I, I've only just been buying Smooth. Now that Emerson eats peanut butter and almond butter both, I feel like I just buy Smooth because then I can share it with him. Same. I, I actually used to always keep a jar of each on hand, but now I just buy the Smooth. Yeah. Um. Would you rather be hot or cold? Do you live in Savannah? Can I guess I, it's I would, hot? Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> hot. Although... Of course, every every one of these questions, I'm like, well, but. But actually, pre-pregnancy, I was so cold all the time. I was always cold. I was in, I don't know. There's probably a lot of reasons behind that, which we'll get into. But nowadays, I am so hot-natured. I don't know if it's because I'm still nursing and hormones and all that. But, I mean, today it was, you know, it got to 80 degrees. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like 1,000 degrees. But I think in general, I would still rather be hot than cold. I would rather be cold um, just because I can throw layers on. But interestingly enough, I'm very similar in that I used to always be cold. I mean, granted, I live in Rhode Island, but like more cold than I am now. And I do think, and when we dive into it a little bit more about hypothalamic amenorrhea and all that, Mm -hmm. um, all that jazz, I think that uh, a lot of that has to do with that, you know, so. Definitely, definitely. Um, Dark or milk chocolate? Dark. Dark. No question. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a, yeah. Oh, gosh, this next one. Diaper blowout or major spit up? I would prefer major spit up just because Emerson spit up on me literally 17 times a day for eight months straight. And so I'm so like immune to spit up that I would rather that. See, and that's so funny. I am. My child has not been easy in many, many, many ways, but actually bodily fluids wise, like <laughs> that sounds so gross. Um, he's been I really like, <laughs> I know, I was like, that sounds so gross. I remember one day uh, you said that to me, Emerson's really giving you a run for your money with bodily fluids. And I was like, that's pretty <laughs> well, funny. I think you talked about like a diaper blowout and like spit that's up a cane one day. Yeah. yeah I'll, and, oh, one hour really. Never long. spit up. I mean, I mean, I bet I could count like five times that the kid ever, and when I mean spit up, it was like drooling or something he never like drooled during teething or anything like that and 
he's also, anyway, I won't get into constipation today. Apparently I just did anyway, but we had just haven't had many diaper blowouts. So I'm really lucky on that, but I think I would actually go with diaper blowout because I really think spit up is so gross. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I think it truly just made me immune to it, which not like it's a good thing, but yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. Although now it happens a lot less, which is nice. Yeah. Significantly less, which is what they promised, and they were right. They're like, once it took a while, though. Yeah, it did. Like the when once he starts solids, no, that was not true. It was more like around eight or nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pizza or tacos? Mm. Can I add one? Burritos? Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like pizza. We make the rules. Yeah, burritos. I mean, it's it's just just got to be a burrito. I think my this is my Arizona roots coming out. See, I would normally say pizza. But I've been dairy-free thanks to nursing the kiddo with the dairy allergy. So I'm actually going to say tacos. I think I don't miss pizza as much as I thought I would. And I've definitely been digging some tacos. So give me some fish tacos. Mm, delish, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go yeah. wrong with that. Oh, yeah. Um, laundry or dishes? Laundry. Oh. Yeah, I, I pick laundry, yeah. When my husband, yeah. like, offers to do the dishes after dinner, I'm like, woohoo. Yeah. Although, actually, actually, let me back that up. If we have dinner early enough and Emerson's still awake and he offers to take Emerson upstairs and either do bath or reading or change him into PJs, whatnot, usually it's a bath. It's like daddy and, and me time, if you will. So they take him upstairs and I get to like chill downstairs. And even if that means doing the dishes, sometimes that's really nice. That is so funny because I've been exactly the same. So dad has taken over bath time. And on those nights, I'm like, here you go. I'm going to do the dishes and I can like turn on a podcast or just turn on some music and leisurely do the dishes without yep. having Owen crawling on my leg or, or crying in a cabinet or, sitting and crying. or crying. Yep. It, it's just so different being able to do a simple, anno- what would have normally been an annoying choy- chore, you know, being able to do it by yourself quickly and efficiently and without having to make sure your child's not pulling something down on top of their head. It's just so different. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was tonight. I was trying to do the dishes. My husband's at work. And, you know, Emerson's crawling repetitively over to the stereo, repetitively. And I'm like, oh, gosh, we've got to figure out what we're going to do because he's just discovered the stereo. And so I'm, you know, redirecting, redirecting, redirecting. Finally, I bring the jumper, which is officially now way too small for him. But, hey, I needed to rock it for a few more weeks here. Bring the jumper to the kitchen. Put him in the jumper. He's crying in the jumper. I mean, I'm like, oh, my gosh, buddy, you need to give me 90 seconds to please wash this crock pot. Oh my gosh, see, Owen, the problem is the dishwasher, he's obsessed. So if I ever open it, he crawls over, sprints over as quickly as he can. And if I close it before he gets there, total meltdown. Oh, oh. it's the end of the world. Mommy is so mean. She won't so let me. Mean. And now, even I tried to let him just play with the empty dishwasher. Oh no, he crawls up onto the door. And the other day, I hear it start to like creak and make a noise. And I was like, okay, we can't break the dishwasher door. So, oh, yeah, he you're, you're just going to have to cry it out a little bit, kid. Sorry. Yeah, that's how Emerson is with the fridge. He hears the fridge door open. Oh, it's like, gosh. Yep. yep. Oh, these kids. So yeah, they're wild. Well, hopefully well, I'm glad our short podcast turned into 38 minutes. So I know we were like, us. this is going to be a teaser, mm-hmm. but 15 hey, 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 gives minutes. everyone a there chance to learn a little bit more about us. And so Emma, where can people find us? So our website is, um, ABCs of And we are on Instagram under the same name, ABCs of That's where we live. 
Yep. And matrescence is, like we said, it's um, obviously it's the combination of adolescence and maternity. So the last part of the spelling of it is just like adolescence. So M-A-T-R-E-S-C-E-N-C-E. So that's one that I misspelled multiple times. (laughs) I was like, I'm glad you're spelling this out loud because I probably would not have gotten it correct. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely not just Google it. Easiest word. Yeah, true. For these days, just Google it. it. Yeah, but we've been uh, we've been sharing some just kind of daily ins and outs and and various things on our Instagram too. So it's a great place to just check in with us a little bit and find out kind of what we're up to and what we're working on. And it'll be certainly a place where we'll be announcing upcoming guests and upcoming episodes and things to stay tuned for absolutely well thank you guys so much for listening and we look forward to talking to y'all soon good night